0: Welcome to Episode 55 of Season 4 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. When quiz shows became the rage on radio in the 1940s, with shows such as Quiz Kids, Information Please, and the like saturating the airwaves, one show came along that broke the mold and poked fun at the genre. It pays to be ignorant. A comedy show dressed up as a quiz show, it consisted of a panel of three intellectuals played by George Shelton, Lula McConnell, and Harry McNaughton took quiz questions from the quiz master, Tom Howard. Again, poking fun at the other quiz shows on the air at the time, the experts spent most of the time trying to figure out what the questions were, rambling comic monologues, going off on unrelated tangents, and basically insulting each other. The show was advertised as, quote, the only quiz program with a completely dumb board of experts, end quote. The show is mostly unscripted and ad-libbed, and careened along for a half hour every week with each expert trying to get off a good joke or insult before the other ones. Initially panned by critics, the show was popular with Americans, and it ran from 1942 to 1951. Now sit back and enjoy the December 15th, 1944 broadcast of It Pays to be Ignorant.
1: a duck. A chicken with snowshoes on. Correct. Pay that man $8. Does courtship make a fellow spoon? Yes, but marriage makes them fork over. Correct. Pay that man $9 because... It pays to be ignorant.
2: It pays to be ignorant, to be dense, to be dumb, to be ignorant... It pays to be ignorant just like me. Each week I earn six dollars. My brain is terribly lax. But when there ain't no income, then there ain't no income tax. So you see, it pays to be ignorant. Well,
1: here we are again with that quiz program for all people over 35 who are still in the second grade. We we have a board of experts who are so dumb they think a nightmare is a milkman's horse. First, first we have the celebrated author, <laughs> Mr. Harry McNaughton, who has just written a condensed version of the book A Bell for entitled Bong. But here he is, Mr. Harry McNaughton. Mr. McNaughton. I have a poem, Mr. Howard. I see. I stood on the bridge at midnight and the wind was full of air when somebody pulled the bridge away and left me standing there. <laughs> I got awfully wet, you know. All right. Next, we have a woman who was the inspiration of the song, I Walk Alone Because I'm Homely. A woman woman who has a large background but is spread all over the country. There she is, Santa Claus's first wife, Miss Lulu McConnell. You know, Mr. Howard, my old man took me with him to buy a purple tie. Uh Yeah, but we didn't seem to know just what time he wanted. I see. So he put his hands around my throat and squeezed. Yes Then he turned to the salesman and said See, that's the shade of purple I want <laughs> Too bad he let go Next we have a man Next we have a man whose head comes to a point Because his mother was scared by an ice cream cone A man, a man who didn't talk till he was five years old Because he didn't have anything to say here he is, Mr. George Shelton. Well, he thought I got a letter from my Uncle Webb put up on his farm in Maine last week. Hmm. He tells me he'd trade his bicycle in for a cow. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. But he's going to look funny riding around the farm on a cow. He's going to look a whole lot funnier trying to milk that bicycle. Yeah, right? I imagine. I see what you mean. Well, as the experts, folks, from now on we promise you nothing. So here is the first question. Are you paying attention? Yeah. Are we paying attention? That's an easy question. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> the answer is no.
3: All right.
1: Boy, boy, we got rid of that one quick, didn't we? Yeah. What's the next question, Mr. Howard? I haven't asked the first question yet. Boy, are we good. We answer them now before you ask them. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Dillon, are you nuts? Well, some say one thing and some say another. I imagine. All right, here's the question. Now, pay attention, see if we can get it. The question is, if a man was born 25 years ago, how old would he be today? No help from the audience, please. <laughs> Oh, what's the man's name, Mr. Howard? What do you want to know his name for? Well, I thought I could call him up I see I right. wouldn't mind meeting a nice man with post-war plans With post-war yeah, plans But you don't know how old he is Well, he's a man, ain't he? Yeah, that's all the All right, but that's not the question If a man was born 25 years ago, how old would he be today? When was he born, Mr. Howard? I don't know what day he was born on You are not You don't seem to know much about the man at all, do you? What? Please, the questions you asked are a relative. Well, if he's a relative, surely you ought to know his name. I <laughs> don't he's a relative. Well, maybe he lives out west. Maybe he's a distant relative. Maybe he's a distant relative. He isn't any relative. No relation at all. No relation? No. Oh, the poor man. Uh, Not even a mother or father? Miss McConnell, why don't you turn yourself in as waste fat someplace? <laughs> Let's get on here. The man I'm talking about is purely hypothetical. You mean he's nuts? He a... <laughs> Don't you know what hypothetical means? I never discuss religion. Religion <laughs> or politics I never talk Who about. Who said anything about politics? Mr. Howard, would you mind repeating the question? I'll be glad to. Thank if you. a man was born 25 years ago, how old would he be today? Sounds like the same question you asked before. <laughs> it is the same question. You see, I was right. You were right, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> The question is about age Oh, age Age Whose age? Oh, say by the way, how old are you, Miss McConnell? I'm 44 44? Yeah. Your neck measurement is more than that <laughs> how, how old are you, Mr. Shelton? I'm just 38 38 I'd like to have the difference in cigarettes Let's get on here How old are you, Mr. Howard? My age is my own business You've been in business a long time, haven't I've you? Never mind <laughs> Born 25 years ago, how old would he be today? Mr. Howard, how old was this party when he was born? Ain't this awful? He he couldn't have been very old. No, he wasn't very old. Probably only a baby. Maybe, yeah. You know, some babies are born very young these days. I, I, I imagine they are. Yeah. You don't know, I was born in Rhode Island. Why? I don't know. Just a night of providence, I and guess. They are, they are. That's sweet. They'll get lost any minute here. He had something to play there. Let's try and give this a little better attention than we did the last one. Now, yes. here it is. What is carried in a mail pouch? A mail pouch. Did you hear the question, Mr. McNaughton? Indeed I did, Mr. Hard. Yes, I heard it just as distinctly as if you were right here in the studio with me. I see. Well, <laughs> just to make sure, would you repeat it so I can make sure you heard it? Well, certainly. You said, uh, did you hear the question, Mr. McNaughton? I, I know, but what was the question? Well, ain't you supposed to know that? I know the question. Why would you <laughs> ask a for all the time? Uh, that's the whole trouble with you. Wait a minute. The minute you get stuck, you blame
3: it on us.
1: Why? Why don't you take your head apart and build yourself a bungalow? How many rooms? I don't... Miss <laughs> McConnell, do you know what they carry in a mail pouch? Why should I know? I haven't got a pouch. That's what you think. <laughs> I didn't say I had a pouch. What do other people carry in their pouches? Their That's eyes. Their eyes, I see. Besides, I don't go around asking people what they carry in their pouches. No. I'm no busybody. Yeah, you may not be busy, but you're a lot of body. Now let's get on there. The question is, what is carried in pouches? Oh, I know, Mr. Howard. No. Baby kangaroos. Baby kangaroo. No, no. I no, no. well, say, did you hear about the baby kangaroo that ran away from its mother? No. Yes, and left her holding the bag. <laughs> Look, haven't any of you ever been to the post office? Post office? Oh, rather, Why, I was down there today, I wrote myself a letter. Uh, yes, and went down to mail it. You wrote yourself a letter? Yes. Yeah. What would you say to yourself? I don't know. I won't get it till tomorrow. <laughs> I see in the paper where some woman out west is suing a hospital for operating on her husband. Yeah? On what grounds? For o- no, opening up her mail. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you dying? Here. I it out. Think... Let's get it. A- the corniest gag I ever heard Hey, you know, talking about letters I got a letter from my brother with $50 in it But I had to send it back to him Really? Why do you have to send it back? Well, it said on the envelope, return in five days days? (laughs) Listen, you three dead letters, we have a question here What is carried in mail pouches? Mr. Sheldon, do you know what a pouch is? Do I know what a pouch... Certainly I do we have a leather one in our boarding house. You do? Well, that's fine. Now, what do you carry in that pouch? Don't carry anything. I sleep on it. You sleep on it. That's not a pouch. That's a couch. No, 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 Mr. Howard. I beg you differ. A couch, old boy, is a person who walks sort of stooped over. No, 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 no. That's slouch. Oh, oh no. No, no. A slouch is a mean poison. No, no, no. That's grouch. Grouch, you know whizzled up old crab who goes around snapping at people and making nasty remarks. Now we're back to Mr. Howard again. Thank you. Thank you. And now while we're lining up our contestants, ladies and gentlemen, we have a bunch of men here who call themselves musicians. Dr. Novick and his orchestra, which will show you how music should not be played. Here is Dr. Novick playing the dancing doll.
3: It's
1: a good time to leave the theater, folks. pogo stick jumper. Well, that was the dancing doll. All right, all right. (laughs) Let's forget the whole thing. Uh, Mr. Roberts, who are we tonight as our first contestant? Well, our first contestant tonight, Mr. Howard, is a gentleman from the United States Army, Corporal Jim Williamson. Well... How do you do, Mr. Williamson? Now, welcome to our program. It certainly is nice to have you with us. How do you feel, sir? Fine, Tom, thank you. Well, that's really fine. Where is your hometown, would you care to tell us? Chicago. Oh, Chicago, Illinois. The lady, Chicago. Chicago? Well, mush my hair and call me fuzzy. Yes. Yes. I used to, I used to work in that town, Mr. No, no. I, I was a tailor in a lawyer's office. You, you, uh, you were a tailor in a lawyer's office? I used to press suits. I oh, I see. <laughs> Mr. Williams. Uh, how long have you been in the service?
2: 22 months, Tom. 22
1: months. Mm-hmm. Isn't that marvelous? And congratulations. Congrat- uh, Say, so you know, Jim, uh, pardon me calling you, Jim, I uh, I was a dollar a year man in the last war. A dollar a year, man? Mm, I was a buck private. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. McMartin, you're a soul Not only that, I've got flat feet. Nice <laughs> And a had to match. Pardon the interruption, uh, uh, what did you do before you entered the service? I was an economist, Tom, in Chicago. Economist in Chicago. I imagine that would be very interesting work. Well, we are certainly very, very happy to have you with us. Yeah, what's your first name, honey? What's your first name? Jim. Oh, Jim. Jim. Cute name, isn't it? Cute name. Yeah, cute kid, too. All right. Oh, oh, you sure is cute. Those Chicago boys. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can just call me Girdle. I get around. Yeah, you get <laughs> And you're always tight, too. Would you, uh, would you reach into the dunce cap there, Jim, and pick out a question for us, please? And would you be kind enough to read the question, if you will?
2: What state is mentioned in the song, Carry Me Back to Old Virginia?
1: <laughs> Very good. What state is mentioned in the song, Carry Me Back to Old Virginia? Mr. Howard, what is the question about?
0: I just told
1: you Mm, I must have wax in my ears Yeah, you have beads in your bonnet, too (laughs) Boy, that's a honey That's a honey (laughs) Look, the question is about states You know, Mr. Howard, when I went to school, I could mention every state in the Union When you went to school, there were only 13 of them worked for a farmer down in Virginia. You worked for a farmer? Mm. Did he have a daughter? Oh, did he rather? And every night you would say to me, leave the barn door open. Father's coming home with a load. <laughs> <laughs> and hay. <then, "Hey." laughs> <laughs> no, I knew a girl by the name of Virginia. Oh, really? Was she nice? Was she? Virginia was real. Virginia was Virginia oh. real. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'd kill myself, to don't Yeah, see. you do. You knocked <laughs> me out what happened. Virginia was real. You know, my, my grandmother used to tell me about old Virginia. Ah, uh, Many of the times she told me about Virginia, with all their beautiful girls dressed in hoop skirts and bustles. You know, I used to wear a bustle. Mm-hmm. You're, you're still wearing it, Miss McConnell. Oh, keep quiet. You wouldn't know a bustle from the mumps. Yeah, well, if that's the mumps, it must be the large economy size. <laughs> <laughs> When was the last time you were in Virginia? When Grant took Richmond, Mr. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that so? I've been there several times since then Oh, okay. <laughs> You had know, your chin out that time, didn't you? You know, uh, you know, my uncle lived in Virginia He was also a great actor I he was see, a Virginia ham Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, but we cured him You cured him <laughs> Look, we're drifting away from the question We are? Now, let's try and get back to it yeah. It's a very simple question. You ought to be able to grab it very easily. Yeah. Now pay attention. What state? What state is mentioned in the song, Carry Me Back to Old Virginia? Mr. God, who wrote the song? Ah, uh, please. I don't know who wrote the song. That's not the issue. Oh, I know that song. Issue is or issue ain't is my state. Somebody ought to cut it out. There's nothing the matter with your radio, folks. The drummer just dropped his bridge work. No <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Ah! Please! Do we have another contestant?
2: Yes, we have, Mr. Howard, and a very lovely and charming young lady she is. Cadet Vera McGee of the Cadet
1: Nurse Corps. Oh, how do you do? Well, that's fine. Uh, good evening, Cadet McGee, and welcome to a paid figure. She's nice, Mr. Howard. What's that? She's nice. Yes, I, I don't feel so good. Never mind. I <laughs> don't to them, uh, Mister Gee. Uh, how do you feel? Fine. Well, that's fine. You certainly do look it. Where's your hometown? Would you care to tell us? My hometown is in Tottenville, Staten Island. Tottenville, Staten Island. Nice, very nice. You know, Mister I used to work in that town. You've said that before. Oh, what a nice Girls over there, in Tottenville. Yeah. You know when I was over there, I had more girls than you could shake a stick at. Them. I see. Do You enjoy that sort of thing, shaking sticks at girls? <laughs> I don't mean that. Uh, no. Pay hey, no attention, ma'am. are getting feisty with me. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, how do you like your work in the service? Nursing is wonderful, Mister Howard. I bet you say that as if you really meant it, and I'm sure you did. What did you uh, What did you do before you entered the service? I worked in a hospital. In the hospital, my, you're right at home, man. <laughs> at nursing, huh? certainly. Uh, what kind of work did you do in the hospital? I was an attendant. Attendant to uh, uh, to any particular branch of the hospital, to the executive end, or any... no? I was a nurse's attendant. Uh, a nurse's attendant. You mean you attended nurses? Well, that's <laughs> confuse you you know, no, my yeah. sister left a note for me today. She must have gone to the hospital, too. Oh, she was have... She to left I... a note. Said, I'm going to have my kimono cut out. I see. <laughs> <Dang
3: on>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, we are certainly very glad. Uh, I might ask you one more thing. How long have you been in the service?
2: I've been a cadet nurse at King's County Hospital for a year and a half now.
1: A year and a half. That's... Well, King's County Hospital, that's out in Brooklyn, isn't Brooklyn. it? Brooklyn. Yeah, out around... Uh... And I thought we ought to have a little hand in there And I'm always sure of it when I mention Brooklyn (laughs) Say, miss, I talking about Brooklyn I was out with a girl the other night She was a defense worker from Brooklyn Oh, A defense worker? Yeah, I took her all over town Showed her all the sights And still she wasn't satisfied And that's why I spent all my time on her Oh, really? Well, what did she want? Time and a half Time and a half Well, why don't you take me out sometime? I used to be a cover girl What? You used to be a what? A cover girl. Yeah, manhole cover. What do you mean? Oh, what are you talking about? I used to be a cover girl on a magazine. Yeah, you wore what magazine? Popular Mechanics. (laughs) Let's. We just go on all night. Uh, 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 Mr. McGee, would you reach into the dunce there and pick out a question for us, please? And would you be kind enough to read the question, if you will? In what town in Pennsylvania did Lincoln make his Gettysburg Address? No help, please. No help. In what town in Pennsylvania did Lincoln make his Gettysburg Address? Did you hear the question, Mr. McNaughton? You want the truth, Mr. Howard? Certainly. I didn't hear the question. Go on. I simply just can't keep my eyes off Miss McGee. All right. Never mind. What makes you fall in love with every girl you see? Every girl I see. I imagine you. <laughs> now, what was your question, Mr. Howard. All right, I'll give it to you again. In what town in Pennsylvania did Abraham Lincoln make his famous Gettysburg address? Oh, the same question. Yes, the same question. <laughs> well, who, who, whose address are you looking for, Mr. Howard? Look, I'm not looking for anyone's address. I want to know what town in Pennsylvania Lincoln made his Gettysburg address. The address is irrelevant. Irrelevant Pennsylvania? Never heard of it. Never heard <laughs> McNaughton, you have the lowest IQ I've ever seen. Can't help it. My suspenders broke. Ah. <laughs> Is it a large city? Well, I wouldn't say it was a large city. Why? Why wouldn't you say it was a large city? Well, because... Well, speak up, man. There's nothing to be ashamed of. (laughs) Certainly not. You're among friends. You don't have to hide anything from us, Mr. Howard. Certainly not. I assure you, old boy, we'll treat it with the utmost confidence. Look, why don't you three join the cavalry and release three jackasses for active duty? (laughs) On to yourself. Look. <laughs> please, don't any of you know anything of you any of you know anything about history? Oh, history, I do. I'll never forget my history class in school. No. There was a little girl who used to sit beside me named Bessie. All right. Did you learn anything about history? Sure, but not as much as I learned about Bessie. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh, Mr. McCott, Mr. McCart- Mr. McCart- Mr. McCart- yes. did you did you know or do you know Lincoln's Gettysburg address? No, no. I don't even know his telephone number. <laughs> Why don't you dial information Why don't you stick your fingers in your ears And go bowling, Mr. McNaughton don't know any of you know anything about your country I don't I live in the city You live in the city I don't like the country No The woodpeckers keep me awake all night I see Why don't you sleep with your hat on Look (laughs) Miss McConnell Don't you know what Lincoln said No I never tuned in on his program My dear young lady Let me rephrase that line. My dear lady, some people some people grow up and spread good cheer. You just grew up and spread. What was the question, Mr. Howard? All right, once more, in what town in Pennsylvania did Lincoln make his Gettysburg address? Oh, the same question, huh? Ain't that awful. Any schoolboy should know that. Oh, schoolboy. Well do I remember my school days, yes? The teacher used to keep me after school. Because you didn't know the answers? No, because I did. (laughs) (laughs) She used to look at me and say, oh, McNaughton, you dog, you. (laughs) Dog, you. They call them wolves now. (laughs) You know, when I went to school, I fell down on a 25-word composition. You did, really? How was that? She didn't know 25 words. Uh, <laughs> Miss uh, Hickey, I hate to... Keep... in the control room There is Getting ready to push us off the air So here is the young man here To tell you just what we mean when we say
2: It pays to be ignorant To be dumb, to be dense, to be ignorant It pays to be ignorant just like me I took my girl to dinner We had a wonderful feast they had to give my girl the check because I couldn't read, so you this see. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. Be ignorant, have no brain being aimed, just be ignorant. It pays to be ignorant just like me. I took my girl to dinner, we had a wonderful feast. They had to give my girl the check because I couldn't read. So you see, it pays to be ignorant, have no brain, be an aim, just be ignorant.
3: Yay,
2: to be ignorant just like me. I took my girl to dinner. We
0: have... Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce.